1: So right around July, I found a sweet deal on a place. Looked very nice and spacious, really cheap and also provides awesome internet. It'd be great for my first place to live. But ever since I moved in though, I've been wondering if maybe I was wrong. When I first moved in, things already started going weird. I didn't unpack for the first two days since I moved in my first day, but had a concert that night along with work, so... I moved all of my stuff in, but everything stayed packed up, except for necessities. Immediately upon coming home the next morning, I noticed something strange going on. I had set my box of kitchenware in the kitchen when I moved in so that it would be easy to unpack, but when I came home from work, I saw pants sitting on the stove. I knew that this was strange, as I went out to eat after the concert the previous night. I played it off as me just taking some time out when I first got in the place and just forgot about the action. But the following nights other mildly creepy things happened. Despite being alone I would hear uh, noises of other people moving around in my place. At first I ignored it since I'm used to living in apartments which are connected to other places and we hear movement in other apartments quite frequently. However I remember this new place isn't connected to anyone else's home, and I really shouldn't be hearing movement like this. On another night, I had washed my pans and laid them flat on my counter to dry with rags underneath and all that, and I woke up to a loud noise and found my pans just all over the place. One in the sink, two on the floor, and the last on a completely separate counter. At this point, I was officially freaked out now. I mean. These kinds of things have been going on now for a little while. Nothing dangerous and mildly rare occurrences, but they do happen. Tonight, though, was the first time that I'd seen it with my own eyes. So, I was sitting at home just watching videos, and I started hearing people talk. Almost right in my ear, in fact. I guess that maybe someone was outside just talking, but there was no one around my So I started freaking out a bit and I got up to get a can of pop as sugar comforts me and as I finished my drink it set it down. It just suddenly flies across the room. I freeze and then multiple things in my living room just began to be thrown around and even a candle which had thankfully not been lit mind you. I ran out of my house as my anxiety makes me a giant coward and when I finally mustered up the strength to go back in and get a video of it the action just died down. I have a theory though as to what's going on here. I live in a pretty uh, ghetto area with uh, nice places kind of scattered around a bit, so as not to make the place look uh, totally run down if you catch my drift. I've lived in this general area for about ten years I'd say, only moving a block away from my old apartment. This area sees uh, just all kinds of crime. Uh, I know two people who have been killed right outside of my given area in fact. An apartment building just next door to me had recently been burned down too, and I don't know what the death toll is from there, but maybe that was also part of this activity. I don't know a lot about the paranormal, but these are just guesses. There are way more incidences than this too, but this is already getting long, so I'll try and end it here. I'd like to know though what your thoughts are. Am I in danger? Do you have any advice? I can try to get footage, but it's hard as I don't own a camera to tape with while I'm gone. But if you guys have any thoughts to share, please do. Whenever I get into conversations with friends in college about paranormal things, I always want to tell them this story, but it just uh, creeps me out so thoroughly that I hesitate. So, uh, this involves my friend, uh, Billy, and his brother, Danny. Billy and Danny are both over six feet tall and pretty stocky dudes. Uh, Danny is a year older, though, and much bigger, and they've had pretty rough lives. Uh, their mother actually ended her life when they were younger, and father passed away a few months ago after they made a reconnection years and years later. So, uh, I feel like they've had a, a connection to seeing and experience strange things for some reason. And that's why I partially found this encounter to be uh, so frightening. So one night at about 1am, my friend Billy heard frantic banging on his door. He looked through the peephole to see Danny banging on the door and begging. Billy opened the fucking door over and over again. Billy opens the door and Danny stumbles in covered in sweat in absolute terror. But Billy's in shock and completely confused, so he closes the door and comforts Danny, asking what the hell happened. Denny then goes on to describe what happened just before he opened the door. So apparently Denny pulls into the driveway of the house, turns off his lights, gets out and locks his car door and as he's walking towards the front door he sees his uh, his own shadow against the garage door and it kind of startles him. As he begins to calm back down he looks back up at his shadow and notices that something just is off. He can't see the trail of his shadow from his feet to the garage door. He just sees his shadow perfectly outlined in the garage door as though it was painted there. He then realizes that the only light source on that part of the street is to his right, meaning that his shadow should be to the left, not directly in front of him. Denny stares at this shadow seeing that it has the very obvious outline of a person and so well outlined as if uh, an industrial light was shining behind him, making their shadow a perfect and very apparent black shadow. Suddenly, the shadow ducks low and moves quickly across the garage door and disappears from view without a single sound being made. Denny obviously flips the fuck out and runs to his front door and starts knocking ferociously to alert Billy, as he's doing this he notices something on the lawn to his left he notices the same shadow the same size just standing there only this shadow was not painted across a tree or a garage door but literally just standing on its own in the yard no breathing no movement of any kind just standing and watching then slowly it begins to crouch slightly and They're back up into the mess of trees and bushes lining the next house over. Needless to say, I haven't been back to their place ever since then. I'd like to preface this story by saying that it's not my encounter, but my great aunt's encounter. She told this story to me a few years back after many years of pestering her about it. I had grown up knowing vague details of this story, but they're never the full thing. I did record the entire conversation that we had, in fact, amongst my great-aunt and a few other members of my family and myself. To this day, I still have the recording on my phone, and I'll find a way to post it there, so if you've got that interest, you can find it. But for now, here's the exact conversation that we had, with some slight changes to names for privacy. Devin and I were younger and before we got married, and even afterwards, we had a Ouija board at our house, and we think that this might have been the cause of everything that came after. Anyways, we used to play the Ouija board all the time, and one night when we got married, we moved into his mobile home down the road, further down from where we are now. Michael was born, but he was only about a year or so old, and Billy Joe was a baby. So, uh, Trisha, his aunt's sister, had a boyfriend named Brian. One day, I came home from work. On the very first day, I had this brand new job at MSI, and the babysitter had told me that Brian had been there that day, and that he really wanted to see me, and that it was important. I tried to call, but uh, there was no answer. I tried and tried, but there was still no answer, so... I thought that if it really was that important, you know, that he'll just come back. And well, he actually mended himself. He went home that day and that was it. So, of course, my question was, what did he want me for? Why did he want to see me? Well, about a year later, we got the Ouija board out. We were having a party, you know, and we were just young and stupid. We were only about uh, 18 or 19 years old at the time and so I asked the Ouija board with two other people doing it, what did Brian want to see me about that day? He came back and said that his name was Link, which was Brian's nickname, K. It was Jesse and Gary that were working at it and I said, what did you want to see me about? And the board said that He wanted to tell me that he had caught David and Trisha kissing each other at the shack. but David and I were already married, so there were denials and whatever, but it turns out that it was actually true. That's exactly what happened. He had caught them kissing each other, and that's why I broke up with Trisha. So that's all he wanted to see me about, apparently. Within a couple of weeks, Michael started seeing an imaginary friend, too. When Michael got old enough to talk, he would say stuff like, can I go out and play? Bardo was out there waiting for me. He started throwing his toys out the front room window and off the trailer, and we'd get up and they'd just be all gone. Everything in the room would be just gone out the window, and we'd ask, why'd you do that? And he'd say, well, Bardo made him do it. And to be honest, we didn't know what to do because... We just thought that Bardo was an imaginary friend. So then Billy, he gets old enough to talk and he's really scared of everything at this point. Uh, He's scared of his own shadow in fact and he clung to me for most of his life and he slept on my chest until he was about one night he kept saying that he was seeing this person in his closet and it was a mobile home, right? So the closet is tiny and so was the bedroom. David and I were laying in bed... uh, It was a summer night and Billy Joe said, Mum, he's bothering me. I said, just go to sleep, honey. It's okay. And then, we heard talking through the walls. You know, like uh, chattering with someone, but not loud enough to hear the words. Like, a child's voice heard softly through really thin walls. And then, we heard a, a response a deep voice, low and guttural, answering back. Terrified and in disbelief, I said, Billy, run to mummy baby. So he did and he came running and then I had to go and get Michael because he was in the next room down. I was terrified and so was David. David was so terrified that he wouldn't even get out of bed to go to get Michael. David kept Billy Joe with him and I had to go and get Michael and we actually didn't move the next day and it was then that we started saying okay what did you see who is it and all that sort of stuff and we come to find out that they both the boys started explaining things apparently he was a little man and his name was Bardo he wore a banner across his chest and it said banner on it Though, at the time, we didn't know it said anything. Just that they described this ribbon going across his chest with letters on it. He was also always in the backyard trying to get them both to come out. So, and then we moved and about three years later, they started putting videos on TV. And it was a Thursday night show. Michael Jackson was the first video that we had ever seen. And his 1983 thriller, I think it was. In one of those videos... We were sitting there watching and... One of the subliminal messages that he was putting in his video... He was trying to make fun of the exorcist or something... Was this little man. He was about three feet tall, a little gremlin and... There was a banner across his chest that said Bardo on it. We thought, holy crap, that's him. David came home and... We just kept watching because we didn't have a VCR. There was no such thing as a VCR back then so there was just no way to see it unless we just kept waiting for them to put the video on again. David saw it and we talked about it and just chalked it up to a coincidence so as not to scare the boys. Now when David was little he used to see someone he called the spring man too. He was absolutely terrified of him and had had experience with this spring man as a child that were similar to the experiences the boys did with Bardo only a couple of years before. So, we were watching a Stephen King movie one night, and it was about a man that was scared to death to get on a plane. Well, this plane started doing the whole shaky, shaky thing, turbulence. It was storming out, and the guy looks out the window, and there was Bardo on the wing of the plane, only without the banner this time. At this point, my aunt gets into discussions about this show, and they realise it was not a Stephen King movie, but in fact the Twilight Zone. It's the scene with the gremlin on the wing of the plane. You can look it up on Google to see pictures. And it was at this point that David pipes up and says, That's the Spring Man. So and not only had David seen him as a child, but so had the boys. That was all I could get out of her on the subject, which was more than enough for me, I must say. I looked up the picture of the gremlin from the scene in the Twilight Zone and it brought my aunt to tears almost. They're still very much afraid of these experiences. But There were many more apparently, but were not mentioned in this story. Even Billy, 40 years old today, refuses to acknowledge or talk about any of these experiences. Anyway, I'll try and find out more about these experiences and uh, thanks for listening guys. I live in the UK, and here, carp fishing is the most popular form of freshwater fishing, and I love it. I was fishing on a private lake in the middle of a a dense old woodland, the sort of trees that you would imagine in a haunted woods in a fantasy film or something. The lake itself was an old estate lake that used to be a rich person's land. However, only a small part of the original manor remained. As odd are prevalent in the area, it's fenced off with electric fences, and to gain access, you must know the padlock code at the entrance. It was about 11pm, and I was sitting in my bivvy, similar to a tent, and the last of the day's light had all gone out at this point. I was making a coffee, and I could hear twigs breaking, and the unmistakable sound of footsteps... I thought that it might be the only other guy fishing the lake coming over to ask me to take a photo of a fish that he caught, but once I looked out there, there was nothing there. The almost full moon illuminated the area, yet there was no sign of anything bar a few birds frantically calling to each other. I was a little confused because I was certain that I heard footsteps, but this is a common occurrence when fishing at night and Every fisherman will tell you of the time that he was certain there was somebody walking behind them, yet when they checked, nobody was there. So, I just reasoned that it was my mind playing tricks on me. However, as the night wore on, I just kept hearing the footsteps. Every time, they seemed to be louder than the last two. Now, I'm not a small guy and I'm not easily spooked, so I was just getting annoyed at it at this point. I turned my head torch on and shone it around asking who was there. The head torch shone through the trees, illuminating the trees in a a tunnel vision fashion. Yet, nobody was there. And it was then that I started to feel uneasy. Half an hour had went on and I drifted back to sleep. That is, until the footsteps were back, but this time they were closer and much clearer. I had a mallet in one hand and a knife in the other and shone my head torch around the area and to my horror there was a middle-aged woman just standing there. It made me jump out of my skin but as I'm not one to particularly believe in the paranormal I thought that she'd somehow just wandered on, got past the fence and was lost or something. I asked if she was okay and she started to talk about how her husband that passed away just loved to go fishing. Yet, whenever he asked her to come, that she would turn him down as as she hated the outdoors. And so now, she likes to go on walks around lakes and rivers. But bear in mind, that the nearest village is five miles away through a forest, or ten miles if you were to walk along the paths, and it was around 3am at this point. Because apparently it makes her feel close to him. I tried to give her some advice, and She laughed saying that men always try to think of something smart to say when we don't know what to say. She said goodbye and then just left. The next morning, I walked over to where the other guy was fishing and told him the story and asked if he'd seen her or how she even gotten into the land in the first place. He said that he hadn't seen her, but apparently he heard the sound of a, a woman crying at different parts of the night but was too scared to go and check it out. He was as confused as I was and when the bailiff came around, uh, I told him the story and he said that he wouldn't know how it could happen as there's a motion sensor that trips as you walk through the gate in case of poachers and all that and that's on all night. He actually didn't believe me too until he came around to talk to the other guy and he put his side of the story to him. He was as confused as we were and to this day... Nobody knows who that woman was or how she ever came to be on the land. During the time that my parents were divorced and I was 15, my siblings and I would have to go and visit my father every other weekend. This would go on until I decided not to go due to some some personal matters that I don't want to get into. But my father moved into this house that had been built in the uh, the 80s, I believe. But don't quote me, though, on this, because it's been a very long time since I've been to this house. But my siblings and I had a, a feeling right away that there was just something not right about the place. My father and stepmother are the type that don't believe in anything. And if you told them that weird things were going on, they would just call you crazy. And they would say that we just didn't want to stay with them. So the first weird thing that happened in this house was late one night. Our rooms were in the older part of the house, Uh, a hallway connected all three rooms side by side to each other. Also there was a bathroom located in front of my brother's bedroom. My room was the old master bedroom and it had a small or tiny bathroom and my father put a tv up in the corner, not really for me but more for whoever slept in that room. So I had fallen asleep to a tv show and Suddenly, my sister, age seven, came running to my room and crawled into bed with me, scared. I asked her what was wrong, and she stated that there was a man staring at her in a doorway. My sister wasn't one to lie, and the way that she acted was truly terrified, so I got up and headed to my door and looked down the hallway. I could clearly see her doorway from my bedroom door, and there was nothing there. I went back to my sister and told her that nothing was there and that she was fine and that she can sleep with me until she felt better. She agreed and went to sleep and not more than an hour later, my brother who was five came running to me and jumped into the end of the bed waking me up, our sister staying asleep. I asked him what was wrong and he too had a terrified look and said that there was a black figure standing in his doorway just looking at him. I sighed and got up again and checked the hallway and saw nothing as I too could see his bathroom door from where I was. I went back to him and told him too the same as I told my sister and he agreed and went back to sleep. I didn't see the shadow at this time and it seemed to just never bother me at least at this point but that didn't make me believe them any less and I truly believed that they saw something. But these sightings would go on like this for a while too and my siblings would be scared and crawl into my bed and then sleep there until morning. So to keep my sister and my brother in their room, nightlights were put in their rooms to help them sleep. This helped to a point but it didn't stop the weirdness at all. My sister would complain too that she would watch the ceiling fan in her room and it would spin backwards on its own when it wasn't even turned on. This fan had an option to go backwards but you had to climb up on a ladder and switch it that way and it wasn't automatic and it wasn't set that way anyway and it would always go forward. You had to pull on its chain very hard to turn it on and change the speeds too. I tried to debunk this one day too when I played with a fan and I found it weird that it would do this on its own. It was just pretty much unexplainable. I just couldn't debunk it and at this point I still hadn't encountered this shadow that my siblings had kept stating that they were seeing. That is, until this one night and this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Once again I'm in bed just watching tv and suddenly my tv just shuts off on its own. I arched a brow a little at this as The remote was clearly in my hand and I hadn't rolled on it to turn off the TV or press the button to turn it off or anything. I then thought, well, it's an older TV and maybe it's just going bad or something, so I turned the TV back on. A few seconds later, my TV goes off again and then I sit up at this and I point and stare at this TV and quickly turn it back on and watch. Seconds later, it goes off again. Now, I should have been spooked right here, but I was thinking that the TV had just gone bad or something, so out of frustration, I say without thinking, under my breath, as I push the button again to turn the TV back on, stop it, and click, the TV goes on and it just stops turning itself off. I was satisfied, and so I laid my head back down onto my pillow. I know that I really should have put two and two together, but I didn't because a second later my brother comes running to me saying that he can't sleep and was scared, so he crawls into the bed next to me and we just watch some TV. We were watching TV and then the room just suddenly got really cold. There's a window at the end of my bed, so I look up to see if maybe I forgot to close it, but no, it's, uh, it's closed and the blinds are down. My brother and I ignored it while we pulled the extra blanket over us and just kept watching TV. Then, my brother whispers to me, see him? I arch my brow a bit, confused, as I whispered back looking down at my brother, see who? He gestures with his hand, still holding the covers toward his chest, and I look over toward my door and I finally see what he sees. There's this... A large black shadow of what appears to be a a male just staring at us. But there was no face or anything, just a a very tall male and shape figure. I blinked twice to make sure that I was seeing what I was seeing and it was as if this thing knew what I was doing and as to say, no, I'm here. The blinds above our head began to bang hard against the window as if a big gust of wind was just hitting them. I'll repeat again that the window was closed. There was no other way that this could be happening too, unless I was physically grabbing these blinds and slamming them hard against the window myself, which obviously I wasn't. I could tell that my brother was terrified and had pushed himself closer to me. And I'm a mix of emotions: of fear, worry, protection. There's no way will I let this thing get anywhere near my brother, and so I pull my brother close to me and glare now at the shadow. I don't know if I said this out loud or. In my mind, but I know I was thinking enough. I know it sounds kind of comical, but believe me, to be able to be thinking that while you're staring at this obviously intimidating thing wasn't easy. I guess it hurt me as suddenly the blinds just stopped moving and the shadow just disappeared right in front of us. I told my brother that we were safe and he could sleep in my room until morning. While we slept, I got up and went to check my sister, as now I was really concerned for her, and to my relief, she was fine and fast asleep. That night, I slept on the floor in front of my door so that I could wash my sister's door and my brother who was in my bed the rest of the night. It wasn't comfortable at all, but I did it, and the shadow just didn't reappear that night. Thank goodness. To this day, that shadow is still there, but the last time I went back to my father's home was when I was 19 and I've just never been back. I'm now 35 and my sister and brother are much older and they tell me of stories after I left, that the shadow is still there and my father and stepmother still believe it's just the old house playing tricks on them. I don't know what that thing is or how it got there or if it's a, a ghost or a shadow person or what, but I know what I saw and it was creepy. So I heard about this encounter a while back where a guy was having something watch his house at night from the woods. At the time, I was pretty convinced that it was probably just an animal of some kind that he was just overreacting to, but I've experienced something similar myself, and I'm not so convinced now that it's an animal. So this weekend, I was doing some four-yard work, just mowing, uh, hopefully for the last time this year, trimming bushes and trees, etc. It ended up being dark by the time that I was finished and I still needed to take all the trimmings to the pile in the backyard near the woods. I wasn't really concerned and there was enough light from the house that I could get the job done. I had my headphones on and merely went about my business. At some point though, I just got this eerie feeling. I guess you could call it the the cliche being watched feeling. Obviously as an adult male I ignored it and continued to do what I needed to get done. After a few more trips as I got near the brush pile again I felt this uh, low grumbling sound that I couldn't actually hear since I had music playing. I took my headphones off and started looking around to see what it was coming from and that's when I noticed a, a pair of reflective eyes just inside the tree line in the shadow which is pretty startling to look up and see, even if you're used to being around wildlife. But to be honest, I actually jumped a little bit, then calmed down, thinking that it must just be a deer or something. But at this point, that low grumbling sound was very clearly a growl. I realised whatever this was was probably a predator, so I cautiously dropped what I was carrying and backed my way to the house. But the eyes... They didn't move, but just stared me down the whole way. I decided to just finish cleaning up the next morning and went inside and locked up after that. I was a little shaken, but only from thinking about how close I had been to a large predator, still thinking that it was probably a bear or something. I had dinner, cleaned up, and went about relaxing after a long afternoon and evening of working outside. About two hours later, I happened to glance outside only to see those eyes still on the same spot, still staring at my house. The story that I had heard that I mentioned earlier, it started running through my mind and I actually got a little bit nervous at this point. I decided rather than hiding in my house, I was going to go and see what it was. I grabbed a flashlight and my 9mm and headed outside again. I kept the flashlight directly on the eyes as I walked across the yard and they stared back without blinking, which was really unnerving. But what was worse was that the thing in the woods just never got clearer. It stayed a, a shadowy silhouette among the trees with two brightly reflecting red eyes. Even when I was close enough to see details on the trees all around it, all I could see of the thing itself was a, a darkness in its eyes. It was at this point that I took in the size of whatever was out there and the eyes were level with my own and I stand at six feet but just before the tree line the ground slopes downhill pretty steeply which means that where this thing was standing the ground is about two feet lower than where I was standing and that made this thing at least eight feet tall. The growling was back and louder than ever at this point and I decided gun or not that this was close enough and headed back inside again. But just like the original story I was shaken and didn't sleep until the sun was up that morning. The eyes were there all night and they've been there a few times ever since that night too and I'm uh, I'm pretty concerned. I never saw any updates on that original story and I didn't take the time to look for it but I was also wondering if the uh, the OP of that story or anyone else ever figured out what it could be. The similarities between his encounter and mine are actually pretty striking and I'd really like to know what I'm dealing with here. Did that guy ever post anything else about what he found or did about it? Any other ideas on what I should do? I'm definitely not going to be confronting it again, armed or not, so please don't suggest that. So last week, I spent five days with my ex. I had lived with him and his mum for over a year and also worked with her. But we were fairly close and she passed unexpectedly in her bedroom a, a week or so after I had left him and moved out. The first things I experienced were just things going missing. Some of this can be explained, but some I just can't. For example, my phone went missing when no one else was in the house but us. We didn't leave the house that night and we just never found my phone. It was completely gone. Another thing that I, him and his sister all witnessed were a pack of cigarettes just disappearing and then reappearing on his bed several minutes later after we all searched there several times. Shit like this happened almost every day that I was there and honestly, I thought I was going crazy at one point. Next was the change in the vibes of the place. I had never felt scared in that house before, but any time I was left alone last week, I was terrified and paranoid as hell that something was about to go down. But that feeling never left the entire time I was there too, and Friday morning, the house ended up getting raided. I won't go into that, but that feeling that shit was about to go down just constantly didn't fade. I don't know if the feeling was a, a warning or what. No idea. But my main experience though was really odd and it uh it scared me to death so I'd been in his bedroom just cleaning and my ex was upstairs in the bathroom for a while he's very loud and he had not come downstairs for a long time and I know this for a fact one of his friends was out in his garage and I also know for a fact that he wasn't in the house when this occurred So the bedroom door is kind of set into the wall sort of uh, really shittily and between the wall and the door is a fairly large crack that you can see into the living room through. Lights were on in both rooms when this occurred. I was just cleaning and I suddenly felt like someone was standing outside the bedroom door. The feeling was almost unbearable as I, I just knew that no one was out there. I ignore it though and just put it down to being skittish and a few minutes later, I happen to look at the door and I can see through the crack very clearly and I see someone sitting on the floor in the living room, just angled left, half facing the door almost. I couldn't see their face really clearly, so I know that they're wearing glasses too. The person looks similar to my ex, but off somehow. But They were looking down as if they were looking at a phone and I take a step back and open the door and there's no one fucking out there. I immediately walk upstairs to my ex and ask if he'd been downstairs recently and he said no and I told him what happened. Later, my ex's friend came inside and I told him what had happened. He told me that when he slept on the couch when he was crashing there that there were a few times that he woke up to go pee or go to the kitchen and whatnot and swore that he saw my ex's mum just standing in the dark upstairs or in the kitchen. And to be honest I just can't see her doing that. I don't know if what he saw was really her but it terrifies me nonetheless. Also a few days later I told my ex's sister what happened and she said that one day she heard her mum's voice yelling asking her a question but she couldn't make out what she said. I just have massive goosebumps and tears telling this story I've had several experiences throughout my life and had recently been thinking that it had been a while since I experienced something like this, but this definitely topped them all. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast and please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too.